Hi everyone, welcome back to Tech Talk, a podcast where Amit and I talk about various technology-related topics. This week, we are going to talk about bots. Bots is a very diverse topic. It can cover so many things, including chat bots to various automation bots, as well as RPA robots. So anything uh, somehow related to automation, because that's what bots usually do. They do repetitive stuff very quickly and accurately. Um, anything related to that is uh, within the remit of bots. So um, I feel like our audience would really help from all the different uh, knowledge that we've gathered over the years from our work experiences, as well as all the information we want to talk about, about different industries and different types of bots there are. And this is really good to be aware of all the different things that are happening in the background, because a lot of the times when you are interacting with any website or even mobile apps or whatever, you might be actually talking to a bot. And it's good to know about it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it because a lot of businesses can leverage this technology to give, provide better customer service. Uh, but at the same time, as a consumer, uh, on the other end, it's good for you to know when you're talking to a bot and you know, then you can you know, uh, tailor your interaction based on that. Um, sometimes we do get impatient thinking that I want to, I would rather speak to a human and, you know, rather than being angry at the bot, which really has no, no, no say in your emotions, uh, we want to, we want to handle this kind of situation strategically and with a bit of awareness and knowledge that what are they capable of doing and what are they can't, uh, what, what they can't do. So with all of these things in mind, we thought it'd be a good idea to talk about bots. Uh, thank you, Amit, for coming up with it. Uh, so uh, yeah, let's dive right in. Uh, what's your thought on bots, Amit? So thanks, thanks, Renata. Yeah, I, I think bots is a very important and relevant topic uh, in the current times. And the reason I selected this topic is uh, as uh, people who are following the tech industry might know that Elon Musk put an offer to Twitter uh, to purchase Twitter. And one of the conditions that he put as part of the sale process was uh, that uh, Twitter needs to tell how many bots are there uh, and how many spam accounts are there on Twitter. This will help uh, Elon Musk estimate how much work is needed, etc. And the word bot came and I was like, okay, so Elon Musk is talking about Twitter bots. So there are accounts that are run by robots or automated. It's not run by human. Uh, it's uh, the posts are all triggered by uh, robots or automated uh, code. And even the replies, the retweets, the comments, the likes, etc. are all driven by that. So... I was curious and I was trying to understand why uh, these bots have suddenly come into such an important picture. And then, as you mentioned, over a period of time, we have used bots in lots of different scenarios. But uh, to frame that into one particular podcast, I thought, okay, let's do an episode on bots so that we can talk a bit more about it and the different types. Because I think a lot of people are familiar with chatbots where you chat with an application but and you know that it's a bot because it they sometimes announce and tell that yeah you're chatting with a robot but uh, many times uh, and there are many th places where you are actually following someone on social media and it's actually run by a bot it's not actually run by any person 
So as you rightly mentioned, it's important to be aware of these things and there are ways and means to figure out how we can identify that. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I was listening to, I think, another podcast where they were saying that if, if humans disappeared from the world tomorrow, there's going to be a lot of Instagram bots and Twitter bots talking to each other for the eternity or until the servers are up. So it is uh, interesting how large portion of, of the user base of all of these social media um, platforms have uh, are actually you know, bots that are talking to humans and talking to other bots. And then not just social media, there are other bots, you know, ingrained in all of these other different areas of technologies. And there are bots that are doing trading, um, share, buying and selling shares and stocks. And, you know, uh, the regular retail investors, uh, you know, when, when they are making a decision after a lot of analysis, on the other hand, bots are doing the same kind of analysis in a, in a split second and then making the same purchase or selling decision a lot quicker than humans. So uh, these are some debatable controversial areas where uh, bots are being used. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, interesting to think about so many areas where bots are actually you know, interacting side by side with humans. And it's, it's good to know about all of these different areas. I mean, that, I think we were talking about this earlier and we were mentioning all the different types of bots there are. So uh, give us a little bit of uh, uh, idea on, on that. So, well, there are good bots and bad bots, uh, but let's f first focus on bot, the word itself. The word actually is uh, uh, used uh, to refer to internet robots and the short form is a bot. So anything that is over the internet, uh, communicating with people, normally we refer to it as a bot. And there are good bots that serve humanity and there are bad bots that create problems, like a DDoS, DDoS attack, where you are trying to attack a server with millions of requests, but they are all uh, sent by a botnet server. So there is there are servers that are hijacked and then they are sent. Uh, they are made to send a lot of requests to bring down a website. So that's like a DDoS attack, a denial of services attack, uh, and it's called distributed denial of services because the uh, the requests are coming from multiple locations. It's not coming from one server. It's coming from servers from multiple locations. Anyhow, so one of the uh, things that we know about is chatbot. So chatbots are essentially. Uh, you go to a website and you see a call to action button on the bottom left, bottom right, and you click on it and a, and you enter some details and you get an automated response based on what you have entered. And the automated response will try to ask you certain questions, you respond to it and based on the response you will get some more questions. And these are basically programmed all already and uh, this is the most simplest bot that you all most of us would have encountered, especially when we have to encounter with a support person. So like IVR, IVR is always automated, right? Which department you want to connect to? Say, suppose you want to um, go to an airline website. So the airline will say, do you want to make a booking or do you want to talk about an existing booking? So in case, in place of a human being being asked all these questions and repeating that same information, they have recorded it. So that's like a kind of an automation. It's not a bot as such, but it's kind of what a bot looks like when you put it in a text format. So that's chatbot. The other kind of bots are social media bots, which are related to LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. 
a lot of times what happens is uh, especially people like us i mean who are content creators we have a busy workflow we record a podcast we have to edit the video then we have to publish the video and we have to publish it on different channels and suppose you're publishing two or three videos a week then you're and on top of that you're doing your regular work or you are marketing and doing many other things it's difficult to do all these activities by yourself so you want to automate some of that workflow and the way you do it is by using automation or using bots so what you do is you create the video and you put all the description and the bot will take care of publishing on all the different social media platforms like with a single click you can publish on linkedin you can publish on youtube you can publish on twitter etc and even facebook if you want so there are a lot of websites which help you to do that of course you have to pay for it because this is a very specialized and skilled service but uh if you are at that level where you have a very uh busy workflow uh then i think that really helps so now what happens is you might have seen sometimes that the same content is published at the same time at different social media platforms and how is that possible of course you can schedule it but how do you schedule it on different platforms you can schedule it on one platform i can schedule a post on linkedin and i can create a post physically manually and i can schedule it for some date in the future same with the twitter or same same with say facebook but how do i schedule something for all the platforms even say youtube and that's where these bots come where they take care of all this and they try to publish it of course there are then bots that try to follow so instead of you going and following people physically or manually they the bots they are programmed to follow people Uh, on social media platforms and they can follow millions of people very quickly and of course all it takes is click on follow if someone accepts good if someone doesn't accept bad but in this case what happens is they cre- they can create a lot of followers very quickly because it's all automated the other types of bots are uh, as i said ddos bots where you have the denial of services so you have attacks etc then you have the web crawlers so a lot of the search engines they use crawling crawlers where the search engines uh, click on a link on a website and wherever that link takes them they go to it and they uh, index it and from that website they go to other website this is how google works google works on the principle that a lot of websites are connected to each other websites so if a website is connected to a lot of websites it means that it's quite important so based on that they have the ranking but that's how bot work they go to a website they click on a link they go to the other website they click on some link there they go to the other website and they click on multiple links on the website itself to catalog the different pages on that website so that's a crawler it crawls from one website to another slowly and gradually but it can crawl a millions of pages billions of pages that's how google or bing or uh, any other search engine they are aware of uh, what you are searching for because they have already gone to those websites created an index created hashtags have metadata and everything ready so that when you enter something they can quickly go there are other uh, web scraping uh, bots where Uh, suppose you want information about prices on a website and you want to see the changes in prices so you would go to a website and you would scrape the information so scraping is basically going to the website website copying the information into an excel sheet or into some uh, kind of uh, file and then going through it over a period of time 
and then you can see some analysis you can predict then you mentioned about trading so there are of course trading bots then we have ui path or uh, uh, robotic process automation so a lot of times uh, in the business process we are uh, doing repetitive work so like sending an email sending a confirmation scheduling an event etc replying to uh, replying to an email replying to uh, someone etc and these are all manual processes that are that become repetitive because you have to reply to the same thing again and again so in order to avoid that what you can do is you can have a rpa robotic process automation where you have these robots that take care of these tasks and you define how it has to be taken care of you program it and then whenever something happens it will do something and that's your workflow and there could be so now there in rpa because me and renat we both work together in rpa project and that's how we met each other um, you have attended and unattended robots attended is you have to actually be uh, there monitor it etc and correct me renat because you are the expert here and unattended is you don't have to worry about it um, you just click the button and it'll just take care of itself and we don't have to worry about it so yeah those you don't are even the, a button it's basically you schedule okay. it or you program it to a trigger yeah. so unattended is you completely don't have to attend it at all whereas attended you have to okay you know run, so. run it yourself yeah <laughs> so so yeah i mean these are i mean there are many other bots i mean there are uh, bots where you have uh, uh, you can check your tickets uh, so you go to a travel agent uh, or you can go to an airline website and you can ask the update about your flight uh, those are the different types of bots there are other bots where uh, you can uh, uh, what do you say you can check your hotel reservations uh, there are whatsapp uh, bots now so if you have a particular uh, service say again uh, let's take an airline so instead of responding to you uh, on their website you just message them on whatsapp and then it asks you certain options to select and based on the option it will give you some response uh, there were there were bots created during covid so th- like if you wanted information about covid uh, in your region you could uh, message who who and they would uh, come up with like what you should do things etc etc so you don't have to go to the internet to search for something the information comes to you based on what you select so yeah these are the various applications and there are many more uh, but at a high level these are some of the application that people are already familiar with uh, and uh, they would uh, relate to it more well wow, this is this is quite comprehensive list of <laughs> different kind of bots to be honest i mean i was i was aware of all different types of it but when you start That's mentioning it, yeah. one after the other then i realize oh my god there's so many different types of bots there is something for shopping as well i mean shopify has its yeah. own bot and uh, there are i mean trading i didn't know about trading but you mentioned a very important thing that yes there are bots that do automatic trading and the trading has to be done in seconds milliseconds or sometimes even nanoseconds because the trade can be done quickly so they do the analysis and they just trigger the request on your behalf yeah i mean anything that um can be done with your computer with a set of rules uh, decision based script that is nowadays is kind of automated and that piece of automation uh, is very popularly called bots so that's why there are so, so many different kind of bots because um bots are nothing but scripts of 
you know, uh, various steps to take based on uh, a decision tree. And that's, that can be anywhere on the internet. Anything that has computing uh, or electronics enabled, you can have a decision tree based um, workflow. And that's, that's about essentially. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but no, it's, it's quite eye opening that how many like, you know, how this is integrated within our modern technology. Anything you do, there is probably a bot working alongside with you or interacting with you or working in the background, whatever, to provide you the things that you're looking for. Out of all of that, I think, you know, a lot of us have experienced chatbot and that's probably the most infuriating one <laughs> a lot of the times when you're, when you're trying to get some sort of customer support. And... Um, it's, it's, it's the same with IVR as well, right? So you want to talk to a human being when you make a phone call, but all you're st stuck is uh, press this button for this uh, department or this button. Oh, this is the balance or this is what your status is. Oh, and they sometimes never give you an option to talk to a human being. And sometimes it can get very frustrating. Yeah, so, so one of the things that always amazed me about chatbots, I mean, when I talk, think about chatbots, I, I think about there, there might be various types, but I, I think about these two main types. One is workflow-based, that, that will take you through a process. Like they will ask you questions yes. based on your answer. It will you know, present you different information and then it will take you through a process and then potentially you are filling out a form. On the other hand, there are other types of chatbots where you ask a question, and it will find an answer based on your questions. Uh, it will give you an answer. That's, I mean, both of them, one of them is workflow, one of them is not, but they're both providing information. In one of them, essentially, you are filling out a form one by one, field by field. The other one, you're basically searching the same website, uh, maybe the FAQ page or whatever parts yeah. of the web and getting that information. Now, the point is, what what really like um, confuses me, or or used to confuse me, now it amazes me, is that um, all of this information are available in the website, or they were yes. available before the advent of chatbots. You know, if you can, we could have gone to FAQ or documentation, or just scrolling through the pages of, of the website and gotten that information. Um, and if you didn't want to look through all the all the literature, you could have just used the search function and then found that uh, that that information that you're looking for. And on the other hand, the workflow-based chatbot chatbots, um, you could basically just you were gonna fill out a form and fill out all the details that they're asking for and click submit. So why do we have chatbots when they were perfectly good? and same efficient um, ways to do the same thing that you were going to do anyway. And this is, this, uh, you know, this made me think about how humans are susceptible to the, to the interface. Just because there is a back and forth, a, a chat a transaction uh, kind of outlook, uh, outlet, uh, that's more human-like to us. And that's more of a preferable way. Even though I, I feel like filling out the form is probably more efficient because you just go press tab, go to the next field and press and press and then click submit. But, you know, it, it, it feels more, uh, I don't know, it feels uh, more humane to, to do it through a question and answer kind of situation. And even the bots that are giving, presenting you information, you might think that, oh, I don't have time to read through all the, all the web page literature, but they had a search function. And what the chatbot is doing is exactly that. You're, you're typing out the question, it's searching the website using the same search engine and then bring out the first result 
on the other hand, when you use the search button, you could probably see the top 10 results and choose which one is more appropriate to your question. But it, it, it still is more popular to go with chatbots because that's, that gives the user a more of an interactive outlet for, for getting their information or submitting their information. And that's, that's really interesting to me because that kind of shows how important the user interaction is uh, and, and you know, how this advent of chatbots came about. And that's, that's just my hypothesis. I'm sure there are more other research has, has gone on to answer this very question. But yeah, chatbots a lot of the times are quite frustrating because you can't find the answer you're looking for and you want to talk to a human, but you know, it, they made it intentionally difficult because it saves them cost to, to, for the chatbot to be able to deal with it. But yeah, it's, uh, while it's frustrating, um, you know, I used to be quite angry and frustrated before, but now I, I mean, I tell myself that, look, this, this, even though this person is interacting with me, when I say person, I mean the bot, it, you know, it, it, it might seem like a human or I might, and, you know, as a habit, I might expect human-like responses from a bot, but they're not. They're literally just a decision tree there is nothing else to it in the background. So there is no point being angry at a computer script. <laughs> so um, as infuriating as, as infuriating as it is, um, you know, I would just <laughs> tell our audience uh, to sort of remember that and uh, go through their, you know, their design of conversation and then find the way to uh, talk to a human if you absolutely need to. But then again, think about it this way. Chatbots are designed so that you as a consumer shouldn't need uh, human interaction to begin with. They, they should be able to give you all the answers you need. So try and try and utilize that, that part of the technology. It is there to help you. It may not be, not all of them are, you know, well designed, but they they are there to, you know, with the intention of helping you. Definitely, you know, and uh, I think uh, yeah, you've you've hit the nerve that uh, chatbots are there to maybe make humans uh, feel that yeah they are being taken care of, like there's someone to take care of them rather than uh, uh, them doing some things. It's like a master and slave thing. Like okay, let me just call my helper and uh, let me ask him or her. Can you find this information rather than you finding it yourself? Even though it's the same thing, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's disguised in a way that you feel like okay, you are being attended to by someone, so you are important. Mm -hmm. You are not yes. someone who is like uh, not uh, looked out for. And I think what has happened is most of the websites now at least have a chat bot. At least most of the websites, because the thing is, instead of interacting with a customer support agent, it's easier for companies, as you rightly mentioned, to save cost because having human beings is expensive. Having code is cheap because you can copy the code and you can implement it multiple places. But with a human being, they can only focus on one thing at a time. They cannot focus on 10 different websites or 10 different web pages so or 10 different uh, specialities like i can focus only on reservations i cannot focus on cancellations or refunds i'll have to focus only on that area 
so so yeah though though and you have to train those people so there is a cost but with a robot once you train once you design the whole one a thing uh, you don't have to uh, train a bot i mean you have to train a bot once and then they are trained and then you can deploy it at uh, multiple uh, locations also human beings are not available 24/7 they need to take rest they need to go out and eat they need to go to the toilet etc etc with a bot it's code so you can leverage it and they're very good at repetitive tasks human beings can make some errors but uh, bots are very good that's why most of the assembly line uh, is now automated especially on the tesla uh, shop floor you can see that uh, maybe we'll share some videos in the description like the tesla shop floor is mostly automated because those are repetitive tasks and if you can automate that you can deliver things much faster of course in order to manage the bots you still need a human being so even though there are bots so even even though uh, renath is an expert in rpa uh, he, he, there is still a need for renath to manage those bots how do you how do you uh, create those bots how do you schedule it how do you manage it how do you deploy it and uh, renath can tell a bit more maybe renath yeah go ahead <laughs> absolutely but yeah i mean um, that, that this is a quite a serious or important question that i get asked very often you know working in uh, robotics um is is that are bots taking away our jobs and uh, i think we've attempted to answer it in our previous episodes as well and this is this is a very common question but this is um at the base of it uh, this this is this question doesn't really have much value because if you think about it there has been newer technologies which automated our all of our processes for not just decades for centuries i mean you know from industrial revolution when um assembly lines were created um uh, there were a lot of automations and then something that are close that which is an example which is close to home which is excel before excel there were actual people who would do the thousands and thousands of additions and calculations simple mathematics using calculator and then now there are excel users uh, that didn't make anyone lose their jobs that just made people upskill themselves learn excel and then use it more efficiently and be more productive uh, another example is lift operators right nowadays you go on a lift you never you very rarely or you almost never Uh, see a lift operator who would operate the lift for you but before uh, the technology was not so advanced and you actually needed a trained professional who would um operate the lift going up and down close the gates none of those things were automated before so um yeah a uh, lift operator job has diminished <laughs> but then um there were newer jobs where you know you designed uh, automated lifts so there are other people who upskilled themselves who designed these automated lifts and then there was regular maintenance that was required there were maintenance people who were you know upskilled themselves and then gotten these new jobs so yeah the the job description might change but uh, there will always be more and more jobs for humans to do for example as amiti were saying um, in in robotic process automation you know i automate various robots i oversee various developers who automate and uh, release humans from doing those repetitive tasks but um, you know never in all of my years of 
you know, you know, uh, sort of deploying bots? Did I see that anyone lost their jobs, but they sort of moved on to doing something more interesting, uh, and uh, they had more job satisfaction because they were doing things that are ideal for humans to do, not just uh, mindless doing repetitive uh, tasks. That and also humans are prone to errors. Uh, there's no denying it. And robots reduce your error rate as well as increase efficiency. I can run 24-7. So there are many, many benefits of automating business processes. And that's what robotic process automation is all about, which is uh, the, the field where I'm, I'm, I'm working at. So yeah, that's, that's another set of bots altogether that uh, lives in your computer, automates business processes um, in, in various industries. There's, there's finance industry, legal industry, HR, all of the anywhere there is business and there are repetitive tasks, you know, a few steps based on decision-based uh, uh, steps, you have uh, the opportunity to automate it with RPA. Yes, that's, that's that's one of the one of the types of bots that Amiti were talking about earlier as well, and um, yeah, that's that's in short RPA. We have another episode where we covered uh, a little bit more in detail on RPA, one of our earlier episodes. So yeah, audience do uh, do feel free to check that out as well. Yeah, definitely. And uh, this is the interesting thing. Like people don't lose jobs. Uh, very important and very hard eating. I mean, I I am a software tester. Uh, by trade and a lot of times people ask me uh, do you know automation or what do you think do you have to learn automation and uh, will it uh, get rid of all the testers Uh, no it just augments your testing right so the things that you're doing repetitively you just automate that part and then you can focus on the real testing which you cannot which you cannot train a robot to do like uh, think intuitively, think creatively, think outside the box, do some exploratory testing. And that is, I think, the things or skills which humans are needed for rather than just checking the login functionality after every release. The logging functionality is still the same. It's not going to change. And I don't need to test it again and again for every release. So I can just automate that particular bit. And that's where automation helps. Of course, how you do the automation, that's again a very skilled work. So of course, you need some training, you need some certifications, you need some practice, and then you can be qualified to do those automation. But uh, if you do regular work, uh, just uh, managing people who do automation, well, that's that's uh, that's also there, right? So you have people who are doing the automation, but then you need people to write those scripts, maintain those scripts and then uh, deploy those scripts, monitor it and so many other things. And there are people to manage those people as well. So yeah, so in the end, you go and do something else. So the jobs that we currently do in 2022 may not be there in 2042, in 20 years time. There might be other jobs. So I may not be a software tester anymore in 2042. I might be something else because the technology has so advanced. I don't need to do all that stuff. There are maybe AI models, etc., that can do the testing for me. So I can focus on other cognitive tasks which uh, the bots or the AI can't do. And uh, I think that's how the progress is made. Yeah, I was I was just about to uh, bring up this this topic of AI as well because you know as ever since we've been talking about bots, we've been talking about repetitive tasks, we talked about decision based you know routine tasks, but then um, obviously artificial intelligence and machine learning is now another hot topic and it is advancing quite rapidly as well. 
Um, although I'm sorry to say that a lot of the places where we hear uh, this is AI integrated and stuff, they are at the, at the end of the day, at the very back end, they are just very complex decision trees. Yeah. Um, artificial intelligence is a little bit different, um, not a little bit different, it's completely different altogether in terms of how it makes a decision. Uh, it's a different algorithm altogether. There is no decision tree, there is training, and then based on that training, it it uh, learns and then makes decisions based on that. But then that's also quite a, um, how do I put it, a, a different kind of decision-making, which uh, is, is quite, uh, in a way, similar to human-like decision-making. So in, in, in a lot of cognitive tasks are now also being considered being taken over by bots. But then, you know, there, there will always be the AI operator. <laughs> uh, so... You the know, AI the, operator, yeah, someone to maintain <laughs> the code, someone to like yeah. make sure that it's not running maliciously or doing malicious things. So there's always that kind of role and that will be there. Yeah. and all of that. So, uh, but yeah, going back to bots and AI, there are a lot of AI-based bots as well now doing you know various of those uh, creative decision making or cognitive decision making, and they're getting better day by day. And you know, if if a, a, if you can sort of integrate AI decision making process in your repetitive or you know complex decision tree based processes you could get a more of a natural outcome which is which is actually quite sought after which is which is really good and if you can um, do that successfully you would get a much much uh, sort of uh, uh, human-like output which is quite desirable but yeah that's also there the AI integration within bots are also there and not only in chat it is in chatbots to make you sound more human, but it is also in other decision-making uh, robots as well. Yeah, I think uh, the AI models that are now being developed are also to make these experiences more natural. Uh, and uh, that's where most of the training is now being done. Like, how do you make those chats more human-like? Uh, how do you make those uh, social media posts more human-like, etc., etc.? And there are there are a lot of these uh, AI papers that are coming out, and it's very fascinating. Maybe in one of the future episodes, we'll talk about them as well, um, and uh, and we can learn more. For me, I I think we covered a lot about chatbots, but for me, what I find interesting is the social media uh, bots. Uh, so I was basically fascinated by Elon Musk's com comment on Twitter and how many fake accounts or how many accounts are run by bots. And I actually wanted to see if I can create a developer account and I can run it using bots. And yes, you can do that. You you just register yourself as a developer and they have certain guidelines. Like suppose uh, you are going to control that Twitter profile using automation, then you have to declare it. And Twitter has a way to identify that this profile is actually automated. So when a human being goes to that profile, they know whether it's a real person with a blue tick, say a celebrity or someone, a normal person with a profile like mine or Renat's, or automated that this profile is actually being controlled using automation and not being controlled by a human being. And when I say controlled by automation, that means that the posts and everything are being controlled by the automation bot 
or by the bot itself so it means that it will post something it will go and like based on certain algorithms like okay search for this hashtag go and like this follower go and like this tweet if it has this text and then start clicking follow 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 so you have a lot of followers uh, or you follow a lot of people and then you sp send spam messages etc and in the result uh, some people who are naive, who are ignorant, they uh, fall for these and they accidentally follow these bots and that's how you get a lot of followership. And, and someone is actually controlling that automated profile as well. So there is a human being behind that automated profile. But instead of one person controlling one profile, that one person can now control hundreds of profiles. So they can quickly build a lot of followership. And then slowly and gradually they can sell stuff because they have a lot of followers. And or they can even uh, sell that profile. They can sell that profile, profile, yeah, because influencers, what they want, uh, uh, sorry, not influencers, but advertisers, they want influencers who have a lot of subscribers, a lot of followers, because then it means that they are able to advertise to those people. And that's what advertisers are looking for. So suppose me and Renat, we are now doing this podcast, we are looking for followers. We don't have a huge follower, so we can't get uh, that much. Uh, we are not that attractive to advertisers. But suppose suddenly we create a bot and that bot spams everyone. And in that spamming process, we get, say, 1,000 followers. So suddenly we have 1,000 followers and we are attractive now to advertisers because your 1,000 people are listening to you and hearing about what you're saying and they can sell stuff through your platform or through your voice. And th that's the most interesting bit uh, that fascinates me. And I, I was thinking of, okay, how do I automate a profile or how do I automate even my workflow? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, interesting to say the least, but it's also controversial. Uh, ethical it is, it is, it is, it is, it is, yeah, because, um, but I think uh, what I liked about Twitter, because I went through their whole thing, uh, they have a whole section of uh, bots, like automated profiles, that they have clearly defined certain rules and guidelines, like uh, you have to declare that you are being controlled by a bot, you're not being controlled by a human being. So once you do that, it's clearly visible to all the people who are following you. And they know that this person is, or this profile is basically run by a bot and not by human being. And this is actually helpful to give weather updates. Uh, to give emergency oh, yeah. responses, to update flight details, uh, to give uh, some kind of a, a regular updates, uh, some kind of monitoring. So those are very uh, good where you can have a Twitter bot controlling that uh, profile rather than a human being updating every few seconds or every few minutes what the weather is like. Is there an earthquake? Is there a storm coming, etc., etc. So just based on the weather, they can quickly. And if there is a emergency response needed, etc. So you, the, these uh, bots can do it themselves. There, so yes, it is controversial, but it has its application. Certainly, absolutely. They're, yeah. they're a good use of, of, of bots. But yeah, I mean, obviously our followership that we have, they are fully organic. Yes. <laughs> and we don't plan to do any kind of spamming anywhere, anytime. Yes. Ever. Uh, so, um, yeah, but uh, speaking of this, these the social media bots, I mean, there are obviously ways you can, you know, controversial ways where you want to build your followership uh, but apart from that there are other other things you could do could automate and I've actually had uh, built an Instagram bot uh, quite a few years ago and uh, that was quite interesting it was I don't think it was in anything unethical because I was I was in 
like following randomly thousands of people or sending messages or anything. All I was doing is I was uploading content. Um, and then I, they have a creator studio in the back end where you could schedule the content that you want to upload. So I had my next hundred contents, hundred posts that I wanted to upload ready. And I wanted, I didn't want to upload all hundred, hundred posts in one day. I wanted to schedule it in one day, uh, one post every day. So what I did is rather than going through this scheduling process 100 times, I built a bot, which basically did the, that loop for 100 times. And all my 100 posts were scheduled for the next 100 days. And that's it. It saved me a few hours. Uh, but also it saved me a lot of frustrating time. I mean, I wouldn't really want to do that same process 100 times to just to schedule 100 uh, posts. So there, there's that benefit. So yeah, there are, there are ways you could make your life easier and also not be unethical and to be a bother to, to other people, you yeah. know, spamming everyone. And yeah, I mean, a lot of the times I have to say that when I am in the receiving end of these bots who are spamming you or randomly following you, they are quite annoying. And I feel like, yeah, that if there was some sort of control uh, where you could unsubscribe, <laughs> from things like that, that would have been better, but uh, there isn't, unfortunately. And that's how they work. The same as junk mails as well. You know, you, you get junk mails are sent to millions of email addresses, hoping that, you know, 0.5% would probably respond and then you could get some sort of business out of it. And then there are spam emails where they try to scam you of, of uh, your savings. Yes. <laughs> they are all, all some sort of bots doing something. Um, but yeah, and it's, it's all in. Uh, I mean, it's all uh, basically trying to get your attention because once you once they get your attention, uh, they can try to sell you something and they can get your money. And mm -hmm. in the end, it's the the malicious bots are basically uh, working with that intent. Either they are trying to destroy something or they are trying to get money out of you by scamming you. So yeah, it's uh, unethical. But it happens because with anything in life, uh, you have good people, you have bad people. Um, so with uh, code, you have code that is made for good use and code that is made for harmful use. And uh, we as, say, the podcast host, we just want to educate you people that, guys, uh, there are things that can be done maliciously and you may not be even aware of it, that there is actually no person behind it. It is actually a bot but a very intelligent bot that you can't even think that, okay, there is no human being and it can scam you of a lot of um, uh, information, money, etc. So yeah, I think you have to be careful. But uh, I mean, bots, um, in a way, they are very good. They are designed to remove all the repetitive tasks so that human beings can focus on other important tasks. Now, I mean, important could be anything, but in the sense that where more human attention is needed, which we haven't been able to figure out how to automate yet. The whole mm -hmm. goal of AI is to create a replica of the human mind. The day we do that, the day AI actually thinks like a human being, then we have automated the human mind itself. So now we don't have to worry about creatively thinking about a solution. The AI will think solutions for us. What we have to do is then think about problems for AI to solve. 
that would require some creativity but uh, the solutions will be given by ai and that's again a kind of leverage that we will be using the code for because if human beings we cannot comprehend a lot of information but these ai models these machine learning models they can comprehend a lot of information and for us if we can leverage that then i think that's where the technology augments humanity otherwise yeah, i mean i mean we can we can always think that okay it's against us it's going to replace us but don't think like that it's there to serve a purpose it's there to serve us we created it and uh, we want it to help us be better so we can think about interesting problems to solve rather than trying to find mundane solutions absolutely absolutely so yeah there are there are a lot of sides to it there are good bots there are bad bots and then there are uh, bots that are helping us and um, not taking our jobs away <laughs> um so yeah i mean uh, it's it's um i i suppose the purpose of choosing this topic uh, for us uh, for you guys is to for you guys to be aware of all different kinds of things that are there and uh, sort of um if you are aware of all the different things that are going in in the background then you can sort of understand and understand you know understanding a topic takes away the fear of it or the uncertainty away uh, uncertainty away so um ultimately it would help you con- conduct or interact the world of internet better That's, yes uh, that's kind of the hope. i mean uh, you are aware of all these bots i mean chat bots and uh, spam bots and ddos attacks and uh, social media bots there are other bots which uh, are very least intrusive like suppose you get uh, quickly an email whenever you make a purchase that's being sent by a bot it's automated right no human mm-hmm. being is sending you an email it's an automated trigger you get an email transaction okay transaction completed order processed so you get email so those are also processed by bots but those are not very harmful so you get information but no human being is sending it so automation is good uh so don't fear automation i think embrace automation try to automate most of your life the whole idea about this talk is to not make you uh, uh be afraid of bots but to embrace it how do you automate your own life's workflow i mean we ourselves are trying to think about it like how do we automate this podcast how do we automate uh, the scheduling of everything that we do how do we automate maybe the editing of the videos we have figured out how to transcribe our videos so we use a software solution to transcribe and it's i mean it's all in the whole i mean the end goal is basically to make your lives easier to free up your time so you can do other things so yeah Thank you so much for listening yeah. guys. Yeah, thank you very much and uh, do keep uh coming back every week and um we we'll, we'll, if you guys have any suggestion on what would be what topics you'd like us to talk about do let us know through the communication channels that are uh, all uh, available below. Uh thanks again and hope to see you guys next week. Yeah, thank you guys. Bye.